0: Adjacent?
3: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
0: OK, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
3: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
0: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
3: Can I get a mic check, Barry?
1: No, you cannot get a mic check from me because <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Is this is this going to be all right? Um, I don't know what else. I don't have any uh <laughs> I don't have any wireless that would go I don't, with this, that I, don't would go expect, with this that
0: I
3: don't expect yeah, I mean, you to it's 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 good. Just don't move a whole lot. Don't get overly excited, my guy. <laughs> he doesn't get excited right. about things. If <laughs> I, thing. you don't have to worry.
1: <laughs> if um Yeah, the only time I'll get excited is if you let me talk about Tiger Woods. That's the only time I'm gonna get excited. But otherwise, well, I, Otherwise, I'm trying to be me... strategic
0: and Otherwise, avoid golf for a while.
1: Okay. Otherwise, let me know if um, chewing on the cigar sounds bad, or if I'm moving too much. And right. I don't. I, I'm sure you're going to probably edit this anyway. So if 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 there's a mess somewhere, just tell me to say it over again. Whatever I'm saying.
0: All right. So here's the thing, Barry, that you don't have to worry about. Like when you're on the radio you can swear on here which i know that you're a big fan of um (laughs) so i i think you can you can do your thing we're gonna let it go if you say (laughs) something that might get you or i or tone canceled then we'll have to go back and i'll have them do it in post
1: you can cancel my fucking ass now you know that (laughs) you know how i feel about that (laughs)
0: I'm not even going to waste any time. Uh, Welcome to Sports Adjacent. (laughs) I am uh, one of your hosts, Russ Dorsey. Uh, My co-host, Jason Leisure, is not with us this week. He shall return next week. Uh, My guy, Tony Gill, on the boards, as always. And that voice that you heard swearing, and hopefully you don't hear him chewing on his cigar that I know he likes to do, that is my friend, my mentor, my confidant, uh, my guy, Barry Rosner, that is joining us on Sports Adjacent this week. And Barry was the – oh, man, he was everything. He was Cubs beat writer for a long time. Then he was columnist. You Hall of him. Famer. 70, the score. He is a Hall of Famer. Um, you saw him on TV, on Fox. 37 years he's writing at the Daily Herald here in town and now – I like to call him a part of the willfully
1: unemployed.
0: (laughs) My guy, Barry Ross there.
1: What's happening, fellas? Yes, I am. I am unemployed uh, because I don't have a job. So, you know, sometimes people (laughs) say you can't say you're unemployed, but I don't have a job. So I'm unemployed. I think by definition, I'm unemployed. And you, Russ, need to get yourself some better people. If I am all of those things to you. You got to get some better people. You're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. Uh, because,
0: but here's my thing with with you being part of the willfully unemployed. Mm-hmm. You're somebody that needs help often, right? Like you need guidance <laughs> through your life. That's why you have the boss, your lovely wife, you know, leading you along this journey we call life. So now that you you have nothing to do during the days, like well, how do you get through from morning to the time that you put the head on the pillow at night?
1: Well, it's not difficult. I want to assure you it it has not been difficult for me to get used to doing nothing. Um, Tony knows this because he he saw me at the score so frequently. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the last 20 years were pretty brutal. It was, you know, at least five jobs and sometimes more than that when I was – Like, there's things I was doing that people didn't even know about. I was helping people with books and helping people with screenplays. That was like job six and seven. Most people knew about the other stuff. There was the newspaper. There was radio. There was TV. There was freelance. There were speaking engagements. But there was other stuff, too. And it it was just, it was really just a function of, and I don't want this to sound like a complaint, because it's not, because this is just life in the way that it goes. But there were just, it There were a lot of liabilities and in order to in order to function, there needed to be just an unbelievable amount of income. I had a father to support. Sometimes my brother. I had two kids in college. I had two mortgages. I had a wife. I had a life. And, you know, you spend all those years with all that debt. And I've lectured Russ about this. You just don't want to be in debt because it is man. It's a hard way to live. And most people know, I mean, everybody knows that because everybody lives like that. I mean, I was in debt since I was 17. And when you finally get to a place where you're not anymore and you have survived all those years when your wife's telling you you can't keep doing all these things or you're, you know, you're not going to survive. You're not, you know, you're just physically not going to make it when you get to a point where you have uh, gotten all those contracts off the books and there's no more liabilities and there's the the only reason to work at that point is because you happen to be really good at it and you still love it well those those last for a while but when your main reason for doing all those things for so long was just to try to cover you know your monthly nut then it doesn't last very long so after a year or two of just working because suddenly for the first time ever, I was just working because I liked what I did. And, and I felt like I was still at the top of my game. I started feeling that, that urge to, to walk away. And I fought that for about a year and a half and uh, I fought it as long as I could and had some great conversations with my wife who is a teacher and is still working. And, you know, she said, look, if we can do it, you should do it. You've never lived. You've never done anything in your whole life but work. You should now live a little bit. God bless her. And um, so the transition, to answer your question, very in a very long-winded fashion, Russ is, it hasn't been difficult. But in the meantime, I, I just, you know, I focus on breathing, just breathing. You know, I mean, like that's important. Well, you know. E- I, I hope this doesn't happen to you guys. I mean, you're both young, so hopefully you don't wake up in 40 years and go, "I've done nothing but work my entire life." You know, I haven't, I haven't traveled. I haven't been on vacations. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't lived. You know, the so, um, it, now what I think about it mostly is, is breathing. Just breathe and really simple things like. Um, you know, I volunteer at, for a couple charitable organizations that are close to my heart. So I spend, I spend at least a few hours a week with both of those. And that's, I think that's been good for me, but I know what's right for me and what's right for me right now is truly is, is nothing.
0: See that's why that's why the people out there love them some Barry Rozner. That's why I love Barry rosner But I'm gonna pay some bills real quick, and then we'll get back yep. into uh how I relate uh, my relationship with Barry and how it started. uh Sports Jason is brought to you at or Tony Tony Gill. I don't know what the get it right. Is get it right, Tony Gill. I I think is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. It is. And I you am twenty three dollars off your next set of. Fantastic soft sheets. Barry just talked about putting his head on the pillow at night and how it's so easy since he joined the willfully unemployed. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off. It's cold out in Chicago today. It's raining. Get the flannel sheets. Get, get the, the flannel sheet, boys. Seth. Barry, we got to get you some sheets so you can, oh man, and the boss you know, can sleep at night.
1: If you saw what we were sleeping on, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, I mean this this stuff is old. We got some old stuff. Gotta be All right. replaced.
0: All right. I gotta give my guy some sheets. Yeah, I gotta give my guy some she's sheets. She us, We're gonna man. do that. Sheetsgives slash S A. Barry, S-A-Barry. I didn't I, I for everybody out there, I when I go out with Barry, I don't let him pay for food because I feel like what he's done for me in my life is so great. Well, I can't
1: I can't now, make him pay for food. Now you don't. Now you don't.
0: Yeah, back you know, in the day when, when I didn't have money, Barry paid for me. Now, I pay when, for Barry.
1: When, when Russ was when Russ used to come by a remote Tony or um or just show up somewhere because he just wanted to talk, uh yeah, I, I took care of that because As you know, he should. It, yeah. That's the way. Broke college it. student. I I would hope
0: the the adult pays. Like I hope <laughs> Tony, totally, I hope he wasn't sticking me with the bill at you're, 20 years old, like, hey kid, welcome to show business. <laughs> you know,
1: but you're damn skippy. That's you know, when when you know, we're where was the place we were at? Somewhere down south. Is it Juliet? I don't know, but the, with we the got, grilled cheese. We got the biggest plate of grilled cheese. I mean, it was what do you think? It was a a,
0: a three-feet-long grilled cheese. Who (laughs) likes grilled cheese like that? We do. It's one of the things that (laughs) (laughs) links us together, and we'll get to that. Uh, Bread, butter, and cheese. I I, I promise, Tone, we're going to get to it. Uh, We're also brought to you by BetMGM. Uh, Tone, did you know that you can get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000? And Mm -hmm. if you make that bet and you don't win, Mm -hmm. you get your money back up to $1,000 using promo code Adjacent 1,000, that is adjacent one Go ahead and
3: give it to the people, Tom. uh, Take Bulls opponent money line
0: every time. They
3: are garbage. (laughs) They are every garbage. No matter, it never fails. Like tails never fails. Bulls opponent money line.
0: So when Tom said it last week, they were up by 20, Barry. And then by the time we ended the podcast, they had lost. So
1: (laughs) it works. Wow. Yeah, I actually while well, as unplugged as I am, I hear about things like that. I heard about that one. <laughs> um, and hey, I'm a I'm a bet MGM guy as well. Oh, I there may, you go. Now you can I'm, use a promo code. I'm a I'm a customer. Well, yeah, I, I can't use any more. I think it's because <sighs> you got to use it the first time, but
0: Damn it. Barry. Um,
1: but that's a good site. That is a good – that's a that's a good place. That's a good place. I, uh, the only thing I bet on is golf, but um, that's a good place for it. So I've
0: started betting on golf, Barry. I was going to tell you when I, we had dinner the next time, but I, I've i get been, it over, getting, wherever it is. I've been getting in the golf betting. The you, know, you know my, 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 my safest bets lately? Scotty Scheffler to be in the top ten.
1: So you're probably – I'm going to say you're getting Scotty Scheffler top ten. You're getting – uh, a buck and a half to one, just a, yes. a between one and two to one, yes, like between even money and two to one, correct? Yeah, so
0: I'm like, I, I like Scotty Scheffler, he, he's he's done me pretty well, uh, lately. So, yeah. MGM promo code adjacent 1000. Now, tone this is how I my relationship with Barry roser started for everybody out there. I haven't told this story a ton because everybody always wonders, how the hell did this 20 <laughs> year old black dude? And this 50-year-old Jewish man becomes such good friends. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how right now on Sports and Jason. So I met Barry in 2016. Now, i had listened to Barry on the score for years. Had seen him on TV. I listened to Hit and Run when he was doing it on Sunday mornings all the time when he was talking about Bull Durham. Uh, and at the time, I think his EP of that show might have been Eli Herskovich. And he would he'd be pissed at Eli because Eli was, me and we were the same age and Eli wouldn't know things. And he'd be like, how the hell he wouldn't swear on there. Cause he can't, do you not know what this is? And I would end up texting Barry and be like, Hey, I know exactly what this is. I've seen bull Durham this many times, but I meet him in 2016 when I'm an intern at the daily Herald. And my first assignment that they give me is covering this golf event called the international crown. And he has the credential right there. And I was just tone. I had never covered a golf event in my life. Like one of the benefits for me as the sports editor of the student newspaper is I could tell people what to cover and I would put myself on golf. Right. And so first assignment in, in, as an intern is, hey, go cover this golf event with some of the biggest uh, LPJ golfers in the world. Right. Cool. And I knew from listening to Hit and Run for all those years. All right. Barry loves baseball. But he also loves golf. So I email him, Mr. Rosner, my name is Russ Dorsey. I've listened to you on the radio for years. Love your stuff. I am now an intern at the Daily Herald, and they're sending me on a golf event. I've never covered golf before. I know you love golf. Uh, Can I holler at you? And he says, Russ, how are you? Congrats on being an intern. Here's my number. Give me a call. So I call him, and we talk on the phone for maybe an hour. He was just like, they're sending you out there by yourself? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? All right. Well, Well, I don't have have shit to to do tomorrow, so I'm going to come over there.
1: Just to add a little context, this international crown isn't even something that I was familiar with at that point. It might have been the first one. If it wasn't, it was the second one. It's not the Salheim Cup, which is the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup. It's not an LPGA event. It's not a major championship. It's just this sort of weird team country aspect, but it's, but massive. It's a huge thing, like three person teams kind of thing, or maybe it was four. I, I don't even remember exactly. So it's this weird thing. And here's this kid who's never seen a golf tournament in, in his life and no. they're sending them out there. So, yeah, I said, I'll, I'll see you out there on Wednesday. So I came out. That's why I still have this credential. When I was throwing out somewhere in the neighborhood of, of a, I don't know, a 1,000 or might even been 2,000 credentials, I found this international crown one. And I saved it for you, Russ. Next time I see you, I'm giving it to you.
0: I uh, See, what a guy. And so, Tone, I, I see him there, and he says, yo, I'll come out. And so that day, we're up in Gurnee, and I think was it Heather Ridgeberry? I thought I think it's the Merit Club. There it is. So Merit Merit Club Club. up in Gurnee, and Tone, I know where I'm at. It's the middle of it's like the middle of June. It's like 98 degrees, right? It's one of the hottest days that I can remember in the city in a long time. 98 degrees, but I know I'm a black dude in the North Suburbs, up in Gurnee. I need to look the part, so I have on like button up (laughs) shirt. I got like a sweater on, khakis, <laughs> and I go up to this golf, this golf, uh, golf tournament. I get there, we get to the big area. They have all the TVs and the scores up, and the media by center. far, yeah, the media said, By far, the best spread I've ever had for any event ever. Tone, I'm talking great food. I think they had a carving station. It was fantastic. But I'm there. I'm doing some work and. Here comes this dude in cargo shorts, a T-shirt, and a hat. Oh, it's a golf uh, shirt. How, it's a how, golf. how the hell are you? And I'm like, hey, Barry, what's going on? And we sit down and we talk. And he was, and the first thing he says, Tony, is, "You have pants on." And I said, "Now, Barry, <laughs> human beings wear pants. Like that is the thing." <laughs> and that just—that was the beginning of our relationship. And seven years later, nothing has changed um that's my guy through and through and we share a love for baseball cheese and pizza puffs and i think that's that and and, and laughing that's the thing that's really brought us together beer all these years. you like beer more than i like beer i drink
1: beer Russ is with a wine more than anybody else. i'm a wine he's, guy with he's a wine
0: else. guy but because i love barry i'll drink beer with him
1: well, you don't got to drink beer just because I'm drinking beer. You can drink wine. I don't care what you drink. What's it to me what you drink?
0: <laughs> well, here's my thing. Sure. This is where we go. There are a lot of they're, they're beer spots. So I would feel yeah that's weird, weird. <laughs> if we go to Spears uh, up there in the North Burbs and they have all this beer on tap. And I, hey, can I get a Cabernet?
1: Like, I don't be that guy. Well, you could be, let me tell you something. This I know. There are some things I know, and this is one thing that I know. You be what you want to be, damn it. Be whatever you want to be. I, I, I don't know I, if what I get it. I don't know if what they'd have is, you know, up to your standards, <laughs> because given your place in life for the love of God. But but, you know, they I mean, it's if you wanted it, you could have it. They do have good, good selection of bourbon there as well.
0: I'm a bourbon guy. I am a bourbon guy. When next time we go up there, I'll do that tone. Like Barry is one of the, I think he's a top 10, one of the top 10 funniest human beings to me that I've met in my life. Like he makes me laugh for so many reasons that, that probably to other human beings and we make this joke aren't funny to anybody but me and him. Like they are horrific things that we laugh at, but they're (laughs) so funny to us. We can't help it. And he's also, my mom told me this, this week, She thinks, Barry, and she's going to find out about this. Yes, mom, I'm telling on you. She thinks you're the reason that her baby boy swears so much these days.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, let me just say this about that. I'm totally fine with that. If that's that's true, because, I mean, really, with all due respect to your mom, and I'm sure I'd love her because, look at you, I love you, so I'm sure I'd love her. But you know, I don't give a fuck. I don't. Think, you know, I, don't I really like, like I said when we were when the show started. You can cancel my fucking ass. I do not care. I mean, I just don't care um, about anything, really. You know my my wife, my girls. Um, but it, you know, um, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that I believe that. D are you it was it was that? always in Russ, but maybe Barry just me, locked it. It was you know? always
0: <laughs> in me, Barry. But like we couldn't cuss in our household, just for some backstory. Could cuss in our yeah. household. And then when I met you, I was still living in my parents' house. Now, the thing that moms know, but they don't always like to admit is their kids out there cussing anyway, right? They cuss when they leave the house, it's not cussing inside of the house.
1: Now <laughs> I- Wait till she finds out. Wait till she finds out that you you've been dating women, and you're you know you're not <laughs> and married come to yet. the to the apartment. Wait, 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 yeah. in,
3: in, in, in doing wait till she so,
1: wait till she, she discovers that.
0: Hey, so here's the thing, Barry. Thanks to Tone, she's she's well aware of that because every week he comes on the podcast and tells him he tells on his friend about what his good friend Russ is doing in his apartment.
1: Oh um, well, I'm okay with that. Listen, I'll eat that if that's you know if you want to sell that. And she, and, you know, somehow she bought that and now I got to eat that. That's OK with me. No, they, I'm not.
0: They, they love you more like my parents love you and they know how much you mean to me. And so she's just like, I, I just think that that's the reason why, like, we still love him. But I just think that's that's her theory. That's her theory. Well, you know why her the, oh, baby boy says fuck as much as he does these days.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, fine fine that's fine <laughs> fine what do i care really i mean i'd want i want her to love me but you know i don't you know if she wants to put that on me i'll i'll eat that
0: it's tell them what's your uh your first barrier Rosner memory from your days of the school <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man
3: <laughs> you, you was know you was funny um i think my first uh, couple uh was when You know what's funny? Is as popular as Hidden Run was, and as popular as Hidden Run uh is because of Barry and his stretch on that show, um producers because it was so early. Yeah. And it was on a Saturday, and like Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. yeah, Sunday. And I'm like, man, I would just been been out all night, and I'm scheduled to to do this morning show. (laughs) So It it wasn't the best going into it, but knowing that I was going to work with Barry made it a lot better uh, and a lot funnier. And what Barry did, he always wanted to make you feel a part of it. And that is so comfortable for a up and coming producer, for a young producer uh, who he knows is going to make plenty of mistakes on his show. Uh, they're gonna hit the wrong button. They're gonna, yeah. you know, go to break when they're not supposed to go to break. They're gonna, you know, make you go to break too late. Like they're gonna be a lot of mess ups because that's the shift that, pretend, like, young producers would go on. Uh, just to learn. How, how do you produce a show? How do you formulate a show? Um, the weekends were, were the shows to do it because you weren't going to get on the main shows uh and mess up those. Um, but Barry did not get upset. I don't remember Barry getting upset with me not one time because I was messing up. And he was like that with, with any young producer um, a, a, except for Eli.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, Eli, it just became, you know, I, when Eli joined the show, that's when Joe Ostrowski had become part of the show. Mm-hmm. And those two had already had a thing. Yeah. Those two were always going at it. <laughs> they were always busting balls. So it was, just became too easy for me to smack Eli around. And and it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, I it, it's not something I wanted to do, but Jesus, you know, we were doing a Carrie Wood Twenty strikeout anniversary, and I got Chip Carry on, and I said, "Eli, make sure when you bring Chip in, we want the we want the highlight of the twentieth strikeout. You know, here comes the hook, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: there's the twentieth strikeout. So, what does Eli do? Eli, <laughs> I'm picking on Eli now. What does Eli do? <laughs> Eli, Eli gets the Houston call. He gets the Astros <laughs> broadcast call. And Chip is already on the phone listening, and now Joe and I are looking at each other across. You know, we're five feet away from each other, looking at each other, going, "What the fuck did he?" Do? <laughs> you can't. You can't be serious. And I may. I guess I, he didn't know that Chip was the. Chip had been the Cubs broadcaster at the time in '98. I maybe wasn't even born in ninety eight, yeah, for all more I more. know. Um, uh, so maybe so maybe that's my fault, but now I gotta bring Chip in and I'm like, uh, well that was that was a fine that was the fine call from the Houston broadcasters whose names I don't even know. And and while I introduced Chip Carey, who actually called the game for the Cubs. Eli's going to go find his call from the game. <laughs> and that's how I brought in Chip. And Joe and I are laughing. And we had to apologize to Chip. I felt so bad. But yeah, no, you know what? Um, Aside from picking on Eli, I never gave producers a hard time mm-hmm. or engineers or anyone who was out at a remote. I mean, because these guys are not getting paid anything, uh, they're being shit all over by by the program director and probably everybody else at the station. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be one of those guys besides which, what, like we're perfect on the air. Like we don't make mistakes on the air. Like we don't, uh, you know, I never had a dump myself. Here's a story. Nobody knows in, in 30 some years of doing radio, I never had a dump myself once for anybody who doesn't know what that is. It's you got to hit the dump button if you curse on a on-air radio station uh you know what do we call it terrestrial i mean it's not satellite you satellite you can can curse yeah you say anything right okay so um i never had to until there were 28 minutes left in my final show on the score (laughs) when i was you know how it is when you're when you're um driving the show you're doing 15 things and you're looking mm-hmm. around and you're and you're talking and you're asking questions but you're looking over here and you're typing something and you're and you're trying to you know communicate and I just I thought I might have said fuck by accident while while mixing two words not because I was cursing but because I had mixed up and I dumped myself and I was like you now, only Joe and I knew that was going to be my last show ever at the store. But I was like, "Motherfucker, you guys are kidding me. 28 minutes left. After 33 or two years of doing radio, 28 minutes left I had to dump myself. But, you know, we all make mistakes. No matter what we do in life, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So it, the last person you're going to criticize or give a hard time to is some young guy who's not making enough money to cover his rent is working overnights and first thing in the morning and any shift that nobody else will take. Mm-hmm. You gonna Criticize somebody like that. I mean, I never pay, I never, you know, gave any of the, uh, producers or engineers or any of those guys a hard time. I mean,
3: yeah, stuff, stuff,
1: always, stuff happens.
3: I always appreciated that Barry, my favorite, uh, Barry Rosner memory though, is I was working, uh, the night show, uh, Lawrence's show when he was on at night and Barry and Joe were filling in and uh, Joe just had his kid I, I believe uh, or no his kid was young and because his kid was very very much interested in Caillou oh. uh, so so oh, we were no. for, for like an hour <laughs> or for two hours straight I found every version of the Caillou theme song in every language that I can find, and we came back from break every time with the different version of Caillou just to annoy Joe. It was the funniest
1: thing. It was so. So my kids, who are you know they're they're twenty what twenty five and twenty three now, so what at least fifteen years older than Joe's kids probably they they had seen caillou so when they were little i found the french version of the song to play uh just to piss off everyone in the house because i disliked the show so much so we all learned the french version of that caillou theme song and that night when 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 joe started talking about it i know i must have said on the air to you guys you got to find the french version because it's even worse Mm -hmm. And then Tony found, he found the German, and he found the Dutch, and he found the the Spanish, and he found mm-hmm. uh, the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just went on for like two hours. And it was, and that's, a, and it was like, it, we just did the, the most ridiculous stuff we possibly could. Because, you know, believe it or not, it, it's about entertainment. And people... You know, who are who are stuck in their cars. They don't care. You know, it doesn't have to be twenty-four hours of should the Bears keep Justin Fields mm-hmm. or trade him and draft the other guy now. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be twenty four hours of that people get sick of that. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta entertain people and and help them get from one place to another in the car. And if they can mm-hmm. laugh, well, you know, that's that's you couldn't ask for more than that. They're stuck in the damn car. They just want something to do. You know, it doesn't have to be brain surgery. So, yeah, we messed around all the time. We mm-hmm. did some wild stuff. I mean, when Joe and I would do Lawrence's show from 6 to 10, mm-hmm. it was – there were no rules. Yeah, there were absolutely we saw, yeah. no rules. I mean, what are you going to do to us? What are you going to do? Yeah, right. gonna only do? the, only the do?
3: first hour gets rated after yeah. that.
1: What are you, <laughs> you going to do? do to us? One night we did – I don't know if you were in or if it was Herb or, or who it was or maybe both of you. We did – we did. We started talking about the worst kids shows that we had to watch with our kids on TV, <laughs> and we started. And I did my like my top ten. I just right there on the air. I just wrote out my top ten, the worst ten, and and Joe started doing. And the phone lines lit up. Mm-hmm. And here's people. All they want to do. Every guy in his car driving home after work wanted to call in and tell us what what he thought the worst <laughs> shows were that he ever had to watch with his kids and why. And then we did stuff like that you know and i mean to me that's when the radio was fun you -hmm. know when you could but there were you know i i did obviously as you know i did all those day parts for Mm -hmm. for you know wow for at least the last 15 years but even before that at other stations and you know everybody's so damn serious
3: Mm -hmm.
1: everything is not it's sports you know it's sports let's have a let's There's there's a time and a place. Right. I mean, the Justin Fields conversation is a serious conversation. If you want to have it, I'll have it. But it's I'm sure. And I don't you know, I don't listen. This is no offense to anybody, but I'm pretty unplugged. I don't listen to a lot, read a lot, watch a lot. I'm sure it's all day, every day. I'm sure that's all they're talking (laughs) about, you know. Um, And there's there's other things you can do, at least for a few minutes to entertain people.
0: All right, Barry, uh, you are somebody, like you always say now, you are unplugged, you don't watch anything, you don't read anything, you don't you, you don't want to know anything, you just want to golf all the time. And so I thought of a game today, and I'm going to borrow from our friends over at TNT with who he played for, where I'm going to tell you a player, an athlete, and you tell me where that player or athlete uh, is currently playing. You ready for oh, this?
1: My, oh, my God, is this like when uh... – Charles at the beginning of the season doesn't get any of them right correct
0: that, that's what I expect from you oh yeah all I expect right. you to get zero of these
1: how many are we doing all right I, I have a long list so we might go for a little while we could go, we can go as long as you want but I'm gonna guess that I'll get roughly one out of 10 even I mean okay. you can do a hundred if you want but I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess 10 percent but it, it could be zero. It
0: could, <laughs> it could be zero. All right. So I'm going to start with a guy that uh, from way back that you love that I like to bring up for you, especially. And you're going to laugh when I tell you where does Brandon Belt currently play?
1: Right, this is a guy that you've loved for a long time. I know. Where does this he play? Answer. I know this answer. I know this answer. The Toronto Blue Jays. All right. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. Why the
0: hell do you know where Brandon Belt of all people plays? Currently?
1: Because when Brandon Belt moves, people on social media find me. It's like when something happens <laughs> when something happens with McGowan, people find me. Yeah. You know, that's just how that that's just how that works. I apologize,
0: Russ. Nah, I apologize. Nah, I'm, I'm pissed. You're, you're ruining my game, Barry. I'll throw, hey,
1: I'll throw the game if you want me
0: to. <laughs> no, it's I want just, you to try, but you are even, one for one. So you're, even, you're, bat, you're batting 1,000 here, which I, I did not think there was any shot in hell that you'd be batting
1: 1,000, but here we it's, are. It's not in my nature, but I'll throw the game if you want me
0: to. <laughs> Don't do that, buddy. Let's play it true. Let's play it true. All right, number two. Where does Jacob DeGrom currently play? Mm. Texas? You know, Barry, I'm starting to think you're lying about this. <laughs> I don't read. i don't watch watching. Yes, that is correct. St. Kuttegral plays for the Texas Rangers.
1: I, oh I know that I was confused because I, I... So, I know the Mets have everybody now. They seem to have... They, I know they got, like, everybody. Yes. So, I, that, one almost, that one almost confused me. But um, I have a friend... Who works for the Rangers. So therefore I know the answer to that. Um, Alright, I I, I gotta I gotta
0: get us on track here, Tone, because the guy is two for two and I can't have that in my game that I texted you about earlier that I was so excited about.
1: I'm embarrassed. I'm I'm right now I'm embarrassed. Well, now the 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 whole world thinks you're a liar about this I don't read, I don't watch stuff. (laughs) Well I gave you the reasons that, that I know those two things. Buddy,
0: I thought there was I thought there was no shot in hell when I did this game earlier today that you would get two of these right. I thought there was
1: zero chance.
0: But you're now two for two. All right. I know you won't get this one. Where does Will Myers currently play?
1: Oh. um, Well, I know it's not San Diego. I know that. So um, I'm going to guess as far away as I can think of. Where would be the worst place somebody could go? Would it be Baltimore? Is that the worst place someone could go? (laughs) Well, That
0: is incorrect, Barry Rosner. The answer we were looking for was Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Reds. That's That's where Will Myers is currently playing.
1: That's a pretty shitty place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they
0: they do have a good place that I think you would enjoy. Uh, It's called Tom and Chee. They have a mac and cheese grilled cheese. Ooh, Very nice. So there you go. There you go. Very nice. All right. Now now you've gotten your first miss, but you're, you're two for three. You're having a good day at the plate. Let's yeah. see if you can uh, you a keep it career. going. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. six sixty seven. That's <laughs> you're doing all yeah, right. My career. Yeah. Um. Where does Carlos Correa currently play, Barry Rosner?
1: Uh, Minnesota.
0: That is correct, Barry Sorry. Rosner. Sorry. Three for four.
1: Sorry, man. It was such a. That was one of those things where even if you're watching CNBC in the morning, which is the financial channel, um. Which uh, I also hate now Because they also can't stop doing politics uh, I used to love that <laughs> channel uh, But that's one of those things you'll see on the crawl So anyway, that's that
0: Alright, now I gotta bring in I gotta bring in the fireballers Because well, Barry Rosner is 3 for 4 tonight And uh, we need to strike him out look here up the sport.
1: Don't change your Go order <laughs> Don't change your order Just because Just because
0: Now Tone, I was prepared for this Okay I changed the sport up. Okay. Something told me that this might happen because I know my guy and I I know he likes to do that whole "Eh, I don't even want sports anymore. But (laughs) the the, the columnist is in them, the radio host is in them. That's not true. Where does Kevin Love currently play Barry Rosner? Cleveland. Ah the answer (laughs) we're looking for, Barry Rosner. As of this afternoon, the Miami Heat.
1: How about this morning? This morning was awesome, Miami Heat, but officially.
0: But yesterday it was the Cleveland Cavaliers, officially.
1: Okay, okay. So there's proof. There you go. There you go. There's no way I could have known that. There's no way I could have known that. All
0: right. am going to give you a couple more here. Where does Carlos Rodon currently pitch? Uh,
1: I I think um, I think New York, but I don't know which team. And I'm not, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's New York. It could be. Well, it could be the Bay Area, and it's one of those. No, it couldn't be Oakland. So, I'm gonna say I just have to guess. Um, boy, the Mets got everybody. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Yankees.
0: That is correct. Carlos Rodon signed a massive deal with the Yankees. Barry Rosner, it, it's not. It's not looking good for your uh your narrative about not watching anything. We're we're gonna do two more here. And, and we're two? really gonna find out. Two, yeah, just just two. two, just two. Where does Zach Eflin currently pitch Barry Rosner? No Zach, shot, no Cole.
1: He's an actor, right? He was. Uh, <laughs> he was on the, um, God, I saw him when my kids were young. They used High to School Musical. High School Musical, that's right. Mm-hmm. I saw it live. I saw a High School Musical live in Rosemont. How about that? Mm. How about that? You want to talk about bad? You want to talk about <laughs> you want to talk about the things you'll the way you the ways in which you'll suffer for your children. That's that's one of them right there. Uh, what's his name? Zach Eflin. I I, I don't I I don't think I've ever even heard of him.
0: <laughs>
1: He's like what is a Zach Eflin? Zach Eflin
0: currently pitches for the Tampa Bay Rays. Is what we were looking for. The Tampa is, Bay is, Rays. Is he good? He was all right. Yeah. Isn't he getting well, married I,
3: to Vanessa Hudgens?
0: No. Um, Cole Tucker, who used to play for the Pirates, is uh, uh, engaged with Vanessa Hudgens. Zach Eflin got the largest contract, free agent contract in the history of the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow. How much is it? It was like 20 something million dollars. <laughs> it was not that long it wasn't that much money I'm not gonna okay lie. so that hasn't changed All right. so oh, you are uh, 1, 2, three, four. you're 4 for 7 so you're still having a, a solid series Barry.
1: I never right. even heard of the last guy though that's gotta count for something <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta count for something
0: alright where does Joey Gallo currently play Barry Roser
1: Joey Callow
0: Joey Callow all are- our my cousin Vinny friends up there.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Last I heard he was in Texas. That's the last thing I remember.
0: All right, um, he was a, that's wait a minute, that's a couple try, stops ago.
1: Let me try let me try to get this though. I'm gonna say the Mets because they signed everybody.
0: Ah, that is incorrect, Barry The answer we we're looking for is the Minnesota
1: Twins. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, God bless. uh, I mean nothing against Minnesota and all that but you know if if uh, whatever all right Barry Ozer
0: you're having a good series Uh, I believe you're four for nine right now okay not bad Uh, I'm gonna go for one more here where does Michael
1: Conforto play was he with the Cubs last year no he was not No. no Was he was he still in New York last year? He was technically
0: nowhere last year. He was really? a free agent. Yeah. Was he ever in New York? He was. He was had yeah. a a long tenure with the New York Mets.
1: That's what I thought. See, I haven't I haven't forgotten everything. Uh, Michael Conforto. No, I mean, I, I mean, really, uh, uh, truly, not a clue. I'm going to pick the dumbest team I can think of: Kansas City. <laughs> Dumb that just is because, just because dumb. Just because they you know they're not spending money on anything.
0: That is incorrect. The answer we were looking for was the San Francisco Giants, where they pivoted after Carlos Correa failed the physical. I'm I'm a little frustrated because when I did this game, I was like, oh, man, my guy's gonna go 0 for 10, and we're gonna have a good laugh about it. But the fact that you got four of these correct, and well, you went two for your
1: first two, but and but three for pers- your first four. But the first two, there were extenuating circumstances. Provide proper context, which is that with the second one, a friend of mine works there. And with the first one, people told me about it because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Brandon Belt guy. So you can't, re- that's, that's not really, it's not really fair to blame me for that.
0: I like blaming you for things.
1: I don't remember what the other two were. It's all good. Um, it's all good.
0: I think the people out there had fun anyway.
1: I apologize for knowing for knowing anything. I just won't believe the whole. I don't read. I don't
0: watch anymore because you're watching something. You're reading text messages. That counts.
1: Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs)
0: So, you have had fantastic jobs in your life, Barry Rosner. You were a beat guy, you were a columnist, you did TV, you did radio. But one of the most fascinating things about you, and something I, I know that you loved, even though you were doing it because you needed money, you were a vendor at yeah. Old Comiskey Park for a long time.
1: Well, all every park in Chicago. Uh, Wrigley, mm-hmm. Comiskey, the stadium, and Soldier Field. I, I was a vendor when the Pope was here in 19, I want to say it was the fall of 79. I was a vendor at Soldier Field when the Pope was here. I mean, I did everything. I did, there was a funk fest at Soldier Field. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a funk fest. Look up who was at the funk fest. At Soldier Field in about, yeah, it was the early 80s. It was, uh, I want to say, I'm going to guess, 82 or 3, something like that. Summer of 82 or 3. Um, there were, the worst one ever was a, uh, there was a, there was an acid rock Uh, Festival at Comiskey Park and it was all day all night and I had never heard of any of these people before It was all the it was uh, I mean talk about I don't know if you'd call that hard rock or what what that was but Man that was brutal but Funk Fest was fun Because um, And I, I think I was selling pop at the time and everybody needed Pop to put in the alcohol that they smuggled in (laughs) <laughs> and um uh and the the music was great. So uh what <laughs> the I'm group. finding August 26, 1978. Let me try to let me try to guess. Okay. Cool and the Gang? Kool and Gang was there. Oh, the OJs? Were there. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what I'm
0: finding here that uh, George it, Clinton, Parliament it, Parliament Funkadelic were there. Was it called
1: Funk Fest?
0: Yeah, the uh, yeah. Funk Festival. Yes. The mm-hmm. 1978 Chicago Funk, Funk Festival. Fest, yep. But my question to you is, the fact that you forgot that, what was the best event that you had to, or best night that you vented for?
1: Well, that's, that's, wow. Well, I got to see Walter Payton. Um so and i worshipped walter payton um you guys are too young to possibly understand this but games weren't even home games weren't even televised when i was a kid because they weren't sold out the bears never sold out so when i started vending i got to watch walter payton play football at soldier field um i was there when he ran for 275 against minnesota in 1977 um he's the greatest football player who ever lived he's He's the reason most people in this city of my age or my generation love football. It's because of Walter Payton, and only because of Walter Payton. Um, so every time I got to see him, that was great. But I would say, if you were if you were to single out, wow, the two seventy five, that's a pretty good one. But if I if I had to single out one event, I would have to say Game One, nineteen eighty four. Cubs Padres NLCS. Um, I mean the the first game three White Sox geez, who'd they play? White Sox uh, 1983. Who'd the White Sox play? I can still remember I can still remember uh Tito Landry. Baltimore. Sorry, Baltimore. Very good team. Baltimore was very good. The White Sox were very good. So that first game was Friday night. That was nuts. That was fucking nuts in the old place. And that was a great old place. It really was. It's, it was a lot like the old Chicago Stadium. It's a shame that we lost that ballpark. But um, but Game 1, because I grew up a Cub fan, it would probably be Game 1, 1984, NLCS. Rick Sutcliffe hit a ball. The, the longest ball I ever saw hit to right field at Wrigley field was Rick Sutcliffe's home run in game one. You can look it up. You can, you can get the replay when we're, when we're done with this, it exited in, in right center. Um, It might've hit Murphy's across the street, but I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to have to say game one, 1984 NLCS with a nod to Walter, who is the best football player there's ever been and uh, fuck anybody who disagrees with me on that.
3: <laughs> All right. Did you All did right. you ever have to fight anybody because they're being jerks or they're trying to uh well,
1: pay you? Um I'd say the closest I came to a fight was at Disco Demolition because um that, you know, you guys know the story of what happened that night, but what what maybe you don't know is that there was a point and it, so it was a doubleheader. It was scheduled doubleheader, and there was a point in about—I want to say—oh, it was the first hour of the first game, where—and the game, the game sold out. And this is not like a time when the White Sox were selling out. The game sold out hours before the game, and there were thousands, and th- there were twenty, thirty thousand people milling around outside trying to get in. And sometime in the first hour of the first game, they broke down those old picket fence type gates that guarded the cement fire escapes that led down from the upper deck, but you could also climb them to get to the upper deck if you broke down that gate and about 20,000 people broke down that gate and ran up into the upper deck where I was selling pop. And it, it was, I mean, it, it was, it was dangerous. It was scary. You couldn't move. The upper deck was shaking for a good portion of the night after that and um people were stealing pop out of my tray all night but it wasn't like you could go after somebody because you couldn't move you couldn't move you couldn't move you were you were you know you know nose to nose or ass to ass with everybody you couldn't you couldn't go (laughs) anywhere so if somebody got one and 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 jump seats or took off. That was it. They had it. I think I lost money that night. I still, I blame every time I, I've ever talked to Steve doll about it. I, I've told him, you owe me at least like
0: $42. One of the other things that you've done in your career, this one, while since you've been unemployed is caddying, you, you kind of, you, you alluded to earlier, but what made you, I know how much you love golf, but what made you say, all right, well, I should probably go out here. I'm, I'm going to be at this event anyway. Well, it,
1: it, it certainly didn't happen like that. Um, I, I know a lot of PGA Tour pros. I know a lot of guys on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is like the AAA of, uh, you know, in terms of the baseball comparison. It's, it's the next level down. And one year I played in a pro-am with a guy named Chris Nagel, who is just a guy from St. Louis, just a, a, a Corn Ferry Tour pro who uh, was really good on the corn fairy tour and had full status. And uh, we became friends. Chris got hurt and he lost his status on the corn fairy tour. So when he was coming up here to get into a Monday qualifier, I'm trying to got try not to get too deep in the weeds here, but a, a Monday qualifier is how a guy with status can get into an event. Okay. You and I, we can't just go do that. We can't get, we can't just go play in a, a Monday qualifier. You have to have certain status. Anyway, So in order to get into events, he has to Monday qualify. Well, about three years ago, he came up here to Monday qualify to try to get in the event, which is now held at the Glen Club in Glenview. Chris said, hey, I'm going to come up there and play in this Monday queue. You want a caddy for me? And I'm like, yeah, duh, of course, yes. And he played great and uh, was the medalist and Monday qualified. And the next year came back and did the same thing. And last year came back and did the same thing, and I caddied those times, and then last year, he started Monday qualifying like crazy into PGA Tour events. He did it four times in five weeks. You got better chances of hitting Powerball than doing that. Anyway, throughout all of these these opportunities, he has from time to time asked me to do it, and you know, in a heartbeat, yes, of course, you know, I would, I would do it for nothing. Well, at least until... <laughs> least until that you know the big money came then i wouldn't do it for nothing anymore
0: Barry rosner just the, the renaissance man baseball golf whatever you want alcohol like he he has the answers to everything got uh, pizza puffs like the, about, the
1: guy how about playing hockey for 40 years and um you know breaking virtually every bone in my body yeah,
0: he, he's 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 tried to kill himself on on ice multiple times. Uh, Russ, and, and, Russ asked
1: me once. Ru- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ru- Russ asked me once. You know, see, I've always said, so, uh, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead of something else you wanted to talk about, Russ. But you know, um, I don't know if I've ever been good at anything I've ever done in my life. But I know this: I've never been outworked at anything that I've ever done in my life, ever. And that's because of hockey, because hockey teaches you that you get out of the game exactly what you put into it. There are stars in this league right now who are playing 100-foot games, and it makes me want to throw up. And they're big names, but they're not fooling anybody. Well, at least, I mean, they're fooling some people. They're not fooling their teammates. They're not fooling their coaches. They're not fooling the scouts on the other teams, teams that might want to trade for them. They know who they are and, and what they do. And it's not okay. It's not how you play the game. But the game teaches you to play through injuries, to play through illness, to play through anything. You just play. It's not because you're tough or you want to prove anything to anybody. You just play. It's why I never missed a day of work in 40 years. It's why um, whatever success I had in any of the jobs that I ever had, it's just because I worked hard. That's all. And, And that is when Russ asked me, how did you get to where you are? And I said, I just outworked everybody. That's all. There's no other explanation for it, is I just outworked everybody. Now there's other things. There's relationships. There's personality. There's how you treat people, how you go about doing things, how you how you approach people in a locker room. You, you see the questions that are asked after games, and you go, well, my kids who, who really don't know anything about it, they'll sometimes text me, did you see the question that they just asked that guy 10 seconds after the game was over on the field and he just lost the AFC championship or something like that. And I'll say, yeah, well, they just, you know, the, I don't know if it's a personality thing or never having played something or just a lack of, um, of, uh, respect in the moment. But those are all parts of it, of course. But the reason I, I accomplished anything in my life was just because of hard work. And, you know, you, you do that long enough Every single day of your life. And, and it is tiring. And you do get to a point where you just you just say, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough. But um, hockey is is, in sports in general. I think they they teach kids great things. And um, uh, that's why when anybody asks me, you know, well, hockey, so physical, should I put my kids in hockey? My answer is always the same thing. And that's yes. Because it is the greatest teacher there is. So, for all of the um, for all of the things that don't work so well anymore, um, no regrets. No regrets. My only regret is I wish that I had uh, gotten my labrum fixed after one dislocation and instead of after two hundred dislocations. Because it would have been a fifteen minute scope instead of a three hour surgery. But um, otherwise, otherwise, no regrets. <laughs> best
0: piece of advice mm-hmm. that i've received from bay rosner and i've gotten a lot i've got a lot of bad advice too but we will talk about that part oh uh, <laughs> drive that, fast it, it,
1: it,
0: take chances drive fast it's take the chances. thing that he's told me for since i was 20 years old
1: drive fast take chances and
0: it's worked out so well so
1: far yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. worked out so yeah, yeah. Black, I'm not saying man in, well, always. black man in chicago driving fast taking chances i mean yeah. it's good what could go wrong? Go wrong. What I, what I go would wrong? imagine it's a metaphor
0: for life. <laughs> of course it is. Course. I jump on the highway. I'm not gonna say I don't go fast.
1: Listen, I gave you. We can't. We can't say them on the air. But I gave you the five rules for living to see the age of thirty. And I don't. I don't do that for just anybody. I gave you Whoa. those five rules. How close are you? I I know you love me, and I'm I'm getting close. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so you know, I gave you the five rules. That's a pretty good thing. I taught you about pizza puffs. I yes. gave you dry. Well,
0: well, I, I know about pizza puffs, but you were the first non-black person that I knew that really liked pizza puffs as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I was just like, "Oh my god, I don't know who this dude is, but we
3: should be friends." Our <laughs> other <laughs> uh, pizza uh, puff is really going away. It
0: has, Tony. What what did Michael Irvin say? We're losing
3: recipes. (laughs) (laughs) It's really tough. Nobody's out here trying to make pizza or pasta. Nobody's
1: trying to perfect the pizza. Do you know how, Tony, do you know how bad pizza puffs are? This is how bad they are. A lot of hot dog places won't fry them in the same oil as the fries because it pollutes the fries. Fries. Think about that Mm -hmm. for a second. Uh, we had a place on division street back in the day when i was running the streets and this is this is some time ago uh but division street was our place you know we had three or four places on division there you know where they are and uh there was a there was a hot dog stand or maybe it was a euro place about a block down uh as you walked west and you didn't walk too far west but as you walked west uh, there was a hot dog stand there and these guys knew me so well that when I walked in and there was a line of like 30 people, I would just hold up how many fingers for puffs that I wanted. And by the time I got to the front, the puffs were ready. That's how often I was going in there for puffs.
0: Man. I'm a fan of a good piece of puff. I am too. One day, uh, told me and Barry, I see him covering a game randomly and so we go across the street, we go get a drink, and then we walk to Wrigleyville Dogs and buy like eight pizza puffs. Like a ridiculous amount of pizza puffs for two human <laughs> beings to have. Man. And it was great.
1: They're so good. They're just so good. They're really God's perfect food. You 100%. know. You know. I mean, name me a better food. I'm gonna I have one in mind. I
0: think you might disagree. I think mac and cheese done right is the perfect food. Okay. But pizza puffs, it's something about the scalding lava that is inside, but you don't care.
1: It's the danger. You, you know that there's, a, there's at least a 37.5% chance that you're going to do permanent damage to your <laughs> tongue or the roof <laughs> of your mouth mm-hmm. when you eat them right out of the fryer. And you're... It's just part of the experience. You're willing to do it because yeah. they're that good, and uh, I, I, yeah, well, I haven't had I haven't had one in in a while. It's been a while. You
3: know what that means? Yes. You you know what the pizza puff has been replaced with? The calzone. Like people are walking oh, around with oh, giant same, calzones, man. and I'm
1: like, no, that's not, not a pizza. Pe- Stop trying
3: to replace the pizza puff. Just yeah. make a pizza puff.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not, and. And then people say to me, "Well, what you know? What are those hot pockets or those things that you oh, get?" Oh no, that's I, I'm like, no, oh, you're, you're, that's you're you disrespect. you got to fight spe- we're Right. Speaking right. A, <laughs> we're speaking a different language here. That's just that's like, you know, you know.
3: Disrespect a piece of pizza by calling it a hot pocket calling yeah. a pizza a hot pocket. What? That, yeah. that is a so, oh,
0: you got. I gotta you, see you. I gotta so, see you outside.
1: Something you can buy at 7-Eleven out of the freezer section is not, that is not a pizza puff.
0: No, the the pizza puffs are a staple. You got to go to your local hot dog stand, get the, in the classic Il Taco pizza puff. It comes in the wrapper. They're the portable, the flaky crust. It's just,
1: Oh. oh. Oh, and the, um the grease it leaves on, on the seat next to you on the front seat next to you while you're driving home. Cause mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to manage the napkins and the wrapper and the stuff that's falling out into your lap. And it's uh, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of danger involved, which is exciting at 65 miles an hour. <laughs> and that's part of it. That's kind of part of it too. There's the, the fear of, you know, injury to your mouth and, and all this other stuff going on. And then, you know, Then there's the grease stain, which, you know, that's got to be professionally removed. So, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's all part of the experience. These cannot be the only things I've ever taught you. These can't be the only things you remember that I've ever taught
0: you. They're they're the important things. They're important. (laughs) Quite honestly, nothing else in life really matters, but pizza puffs. That might be, that might be the one. And then driving fast and taking chances. Drive Uh, fast, take chances. This has been fantastic, Barry Rosner. I, I hope I haven't convinced you to step behind the microphone because ha- is this like the first time you've been behind a mic
1: really in two years? Um, I've done uh, a couple score anniversary things. Last year, mm-hmm. when they were doing their series of anniversary st- uh, shows, um, I was on once uh, – via phone and then I went to their they asked me to come to their 30th uh anniversary show at uh, Tony I saw you there in Oak Grove you were there weren't you
3: I did not go You didn't Yeah no, no, no. i I uh, I don't know what I was doing I must have been working that
1: You day. didn't you didn't show up late that night
3: No no oh no, I didn't Possible
1: uh, I, it's possible I was up. overserved and just don't recall properly <laughs> It's most I
3: time. want I wanted to go I wanted to go but I just uh, I didn't have But
1: to yeah me. so I I went to that otherwise no I uh I haven't, uh, I get asked a lot, <laughs> I get asked to do a lot of stuff. Um, you know,
3: I can't, uh, I can't wait for uh, one of his daughters Dad, I, I think I want to start a podcast with you. Oh, let's, let's God. go. <laughs> uh,
1: my youngest, my youngest is, uh, really, really good with all the technology and, um, Russ met Russ met yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think you've met my oldest, but um, that's the first thing she said that day, the day that my last column posted. She said, you you have to do a podcast. I'll take care of everything and it'll be easy as Mm -hmm. can be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll say to you what I said to her that day. Uh, They there aren't any. Microphones. They don't make they them don't anymore. Make them. <laughs> I've been to Best Buy. <laughs> I've been to every Best Buy in the Chicago area. There are no microphones left. Russ, while while we were talking, I went on my phone and I and I Googled it and I went to Best Buy, and they're they don't have any mics. And there's supply chain problems, and they don't know when they're going to be in. And uh, so it's just a. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's happening. Unfortunate. Yeah, they are cargo happened. ships out in the Gulf, and we can't get them. Yeah, I mean, there's
0: there there. Um,
3: it's Putin's fault. He, he's yeah. holding up all the
0: microphones.
1: Yes, it's all Putin's fault <laughs> for ransom. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're you know they're off the they're off at uh, Newport Beach. They're off the they're off the coast. there. they're all lined up, and now there's a snowstorm going to hit California. So <laughs> it's probably going to be another three years before they get the mics in.
0: And then so, the meteor's is coming. So it might not matter.
1: Man, talk about a disappointment. <laughs> about a disappointment. <laughs> the sweet meteor of death. I voted for the sweet meteor of death in, uh, in, in 2016. And mm. uh, that's what, you get. That's
0: what that, you get. That tells you about Barry Rosner. Barry, this was a blast. And you will definitely be invited back. Only reason I waited two years because I didn't know if people were ready to hear uh the uncensored version of Barry Rosner. But I think after two years of potting, after a hundred episodes, this was the right time for you to make your your jump back
1: into the public eye. I didn't even drop, you know, like my favorite words. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no.
0: Tony, I always tell him when we're out, I'm like, Barry, you get canceled for that these days.
1: Yeah and he's like, please what? take me away.
0: I have enough to get the girls, my wife, she'll yeah. be better off without me. Marry yeah. some young handsome dude. Take yeah. me, take me away. When? When? <laughs> when? The problem with being taken away is like they don't have pizza puffs in jail. Mm. This is a fair point. You might you might be the pizza puff in jail. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not saying it's a deal breaker, but <laughs> I'm saying uh at this stage of my life it doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm but I'm not
1: I, but I'm not saying it's a deal breaker.
0: Oh my god. Sports adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Gig. It is not, uh, it is not. Tony Gill. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who wouldn't have known about this Sheets and Giggles sponsorship if it wasn't for Jason, but doesn't need to know there. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next purchase. If you want some of the softest sheets, not some of, the softest <laughs> sheets, you will find... On the market, whether it's the standard sheet set that they have over there, whether it's the flannel sheets, they have duvets, duvet covers. For all the people like Barry out there, duvet actually just means comforter. So if you want a comforter and the cover for the comforter. Yeah. Like they, I,
1: they, oh, only French I know is from the, the Caillou song. That's, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not know what that word was.
0: We're also sponsored by Bet MGM. If you like Barry Rosner and you use BetMGM, you can get a risk-free bet. If you place a bet on, let's say Tone wants you to do the Bulls money line, and the Bulls happen to win, which is something they don't do often, Uh, you get your money back up to $1,000 by using our promo code 1000. That is adjacent 1000. Tone, before we let uh, Barry and the fine folks go, have anything else?
3: Man, almost at the finish line, Russ. We
1: almost got there. We almost got there. Almost at the finish line. We we (laughs) lost you, Russ.
0: Tone, uh, what I was going to say before my internet that is hardwired into the apartment, so it shouldn't do that, uh, (laughs) before we let Barry and the folks at home go, is there anything you wanted to add?
3: Yeah, 1099 for taxes. Weird. Weird document. Weird document. It took me like five days to finish it. Weird
0: document. That's it. So when you have enough money now. You should just go ahead and get an accountant, bro. I probably should.
1: Man, use... Uh, well, I'm not going to recommend a site because they're not a sponsor yet. But not. These, um, they're not. There's a couple, and they're really mm. easy to use. Really easy. You know, I'm like three-quarters moron, and I can do this. Okay? <laughs> so... Um, Yeah, you should just, just use one of those sites. And it's cheap. Oh, with that,
3: we
0: will catch you guys
3: next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
1: I'm
0: very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened. I was like,
2: you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator